0: Sit, in the shade. Hey, for the wine. Drink the drink that I have made. Good the evening and
1: rocks. welcome hey, brother, to in the, the Style, wine. brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design, as well as the District Edina, your soon-to-be destination, for all aspects of your building, decorating, and remodeling projects. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and I'm going to help you kill your early evening with some booze and conversation. And we are going to have kick-ass booze and kick-ass conversation because, you guys, we have a fabulous guest this evening. We have Miss Anna Abrams from Twin Cities Closets with us. Anna is an architect as well as a designer for uh, uh, Closet Spaces. Welcome to Drink in the Style, Anna.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: I'm excited. Um, (laughs) Our drinks, our booze. (sighs) Wielding his formidable coctology skills out of the front of the table is our good friend and uh, personal confidant, Mr. Dan Newkirk. Dan, how have you been? Uh, I got a nice tan going, Greg. It's a Wisconsin tan. It's whoa, whoa, like a whoa. Shed of red. Just because
2: I take off my shirt and I still got a shirt on doesn't mean anything,
1: right? <laughs> We're not going to talk about body waxing tonight, are we? No promises. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I guess, I guess, I guess I'll just live in constant danger. That said, you have a, as I said, amazing kick ass cocktail prepared for us. What are we drinking this evening?
2: Well, we are drinking a twist on a uh, Tom Collins, which we've done in past shows. Uh, typically, can be done with uh, vodka or gin, but the original one was done with gin. Mm-hmm. Today, we're using a uh, some Hendrix, which is a cucumber-fused, uh, highly botanical gin, very floral, very easy, very good to drink. Uh, I've also got some fresh raspberries from the uh, market. I got an English cucumber because I didn't want the seeds. And we got some big old juicy lemons that uh, we fresh-squeezed in today, a uh, little bit of sugar. And for the nose, I have a lemon thyme that I picked from my garden. Green thumb here. Uh, and then it was funny. I was going to get the, the soda water from the grocery store. And the interesting thing is, like, I'm not sure if you're a Pellegrino fan or not, but uh, I like just straight-up bubbles. Uh, like Pellegrino, for example, uh, the way they the recipe calls for it, it's got sodium. So I was like, no, screw that. So then I went with the sodium-free soda water. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, it's a hot day, and salt Salt is good. So we have some kosher salt to finish it off as well, which really makes everything pop. It's not going to give it saltiness. It's going to give it more oomph. You know,
1: this is something you taught me that I had never given a moment's thought to, which is salting a cocktail. I mean, it's weird. I mean, you would think about salting a cocktail. I had a friend once who would salt her salad. I dig and well, that. Yeah. I dig that. And which I never understood either. But the bottom line is, it seems that salt can do no wrong unless yeah, you don't use it.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. So, my, my best friend's a nurse, and we were cooking together, and I was like, needs more salt, needs more salt. And we weren't at his house. He's like, next time you come over,
1: I'm taking your blood pressure. He's like, come <laughs> on, man. I'm like, come on, bro. <laughs> There's also the phenomenon of monosodium glutamate. MSG. you got to love it. So, all right, backstory before you tell us how to put together this cocktail. So, you guys remember the uh, the actor uh, Vincent Price from the 60s, 70s yes. type of thing? He was always the pencil-thin mustache, played the refined villain. Mm, it's a warm spot. <laughs> yeah. So Vincent Price also was a gourmet. And in the 1960s, he did the coolest thing – He did an Uber version of the Drink in the Style Cocktail Compendium. He traveled through Europe and went to some of the finest restaurants in Europe. He reproduced their menus, put them into this book. Then he persuaded the chefs to give him the recipes, which he published as well. So it's if you can ever find it, like on eBay or something, Vincent Price recipe book, I don't remember the details, but it has some of the most amazing food in the world and one of the recipes is for a Bloody Mary and the Bloody Mary actively calls for MSG. As it should. As it should because – I know. Everybody thinks MSG is like toxic and poison. It's just highly concentrated salt. It's just got a bad rap. But if you can get your hands on it and you can get your hands on this, I guarantee you this is going to be the best Bloody Mary you can have and it's like tasting the swing in 1960s era and posh European restaurants. Well, let's keep some penicillin on me if that's what we're tasting. So, <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, it. Tell us how to make this Uber Collins. Brett, you have some mixing music on tap, I'm sure.
2: So it's going to be a tall Collins glass. Uh, you guys have seen it before. Uh, two ounces of the Hendrix or whatever gin or vodka you want to use. Uh, thinly sliced cucumbers inserted. You don't have to shake and muddle. Cucumbers do all the work themselves because they're beautiful and water-soluble. Uh, I did not decide to muddle the raspberries because the raspberry flavor comes through ever so slightly, and it just looks damn pretty. Um, herbs of choice. Just make sure when you put them in at the end uh, so they're slightly sticking out of the top. No straw. You want to put that to your face and get all the aromatics. Uh, building glass. Um, so sorry, recipe. Mm-hmm. Glad I went off track there. And not even doing anything else right now. <laughs> uh, two, o- two ounces of spirit. Uh, three-quarter lemon. Uh, half ounce uh, simple syrup. And then top with soda water over ice and all the fixins.
1: Add and stir.
2: Oh yeah, and, and then salt to taste.
1: I just put a pinch. Excellent. Not very exact on the pinch, but a pinch. All right. This looks amazing. This looks like a salad in a glass. I would say. I mean, it's 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 beautiful. It's got red. You got two straw, two raspberries in each. You got the cucumber. You got the thyme. This looks like summer happiness and joy. It's it's summer bod friendly. Fabulous! All right, let's give this a try, ladies and gentlemen. And hmm.
2: nailed the timing. Nailed the timing of the sip.
1: Nice One job, Brad. Nice job. Quintessential <laughs> professional. <laughs> this is awesome. This is delicious. This is a lot of work, but this is delicious. It's a labor it's of fresh. love. It's very a labor fresh. Of love.
2: Yeah, and the uh, the lemon thyme really kind of finishes it off. I cooked this last night just to throw it on top just to make it do the magic.
1: And as you pointed out, the time is there not for the flavor but for the aroma. Yeah. So you don't want to use a straw nope. in this. Checkpoint you Charlie. You want to be able to bring it up to your nose and simultaneously inhale as well as swallow? Yes.
2: <laughs> it's, it's, it's,
1: <laughs>
2: it's similar to when you uh, express you know, the rind over the drink because you want it everywhere. You want it, you want it everywhere, but you still want to swallow it.
1: It's delicious. It's really, really a good drink. This is, I could drink six of these easily.
2: Hey, all right. Easily. So, just so you know, Greg's barometer, if he's like, I'd have another one of these, that means it sucks. (laughs) But if he says they have six, that means I I hit the, the
1: money shot. You did. You absolutely did. This is going to be a sexually charged shrink in the style, Anna. We're really happy to have (laughs) you So happy to be here. (laughs) Well, speaking of which, there was a backstory on this, by the way. We were originally going to go with a Chambord, which you had requested because you have apparently some kind of affinity with Chambord and you had a great experience with a bartender. (laughs) Hit us with the story.
0: Well, the story is that I really like a French martini, which is made with Chambord. And it comes from an experience I had in my early 20s when I was meeting a, a date at a bar. And I arrived early and the bartender um, had a little drink left over from a different drink he was making. And he offered it to me and I really liked it. And it was a French martini. So when my date showed up, um, he weirdly ordered my drink for me without without even asking me what I wanted. And um, the bartender thought that I wanted this French martini. And so since the date um, decided my drink for me... Um, the bartender actually gave me a French martini and the date thought that he thought that I was drinking the first drink and he, I,
1: yeah, and he saved you from being from being man ordered, mansplained, right. or something like <laughs> there that. Go.
0: Whatever it is.
1: Once again, bartenders to the rescue. Yeah. Truly, your your breed is a noble one, Mister Newkirk. That's great. Noble's
2: never been told me before.
1: All right, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be speaking with Anna Abrams from Twin Cities Closets, and enjoying this amazing collin. Stick with us, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
3: This is Dr. Sarah Brewer and Dr. Lashonda Jung from Roots Chiropractic. We all want a higher quality of life, but making that happen can be difficult. At Roots Chiropractic, we specialize in light touch specific neurological adjustments to support your body's natural ability to heal. From birth trauma to everyday bumps and falls and life's daily stresses, at Roots we offer natural, drug free solutions to keep every baby, child, parent, and grandparent thriving. Are you ready to restore your energy and achieve overall health? We are located off of Minnetonka Boulevard in St. Louis Park. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or on the web at rootschiropracticmn.com. Book your first appointment online today. Mention that you're an AM 950 listener and receive the VIP discount of 50% off your initial exam. Roots Chiropractic, located in the Texatonka Plaza in St. Louis Park. Roots Chiropractic. Empower your life and health.
2: I'll be seeing you In all the old familiar places That this heart of mine embraces All day through In that small cafe
1: Welcome back to Drinking the Style. We're on Saturdays at 7. We're on Sundays at 5 here in Minneapolis, Minnesota on AM 950. We're available as a podcast on iTunes or Spotify and Potitude and whatever your other podcast options are. Uh, I'm Gregory Rich. I'm your host, and uh, any complaints can be directed at Dan Newkirk, our in house coctologist. My number
2: is
1: five 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 five. <laughs> Here we go. Five five five. Stroke seven. Not a 9-1-1, 6-1-2. <laughs> yeah. In the event of complaint, dial nine one one. Thank you for calling, Karen. Um, we are speaking <laughs> with Anna Abrams from Twin Cities Closets. This, this, this. we we we're, we're like enmeshed in organizational thought. On this on this system, and I want to ask you one key question about closets. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Closets, textures, colors, and organization. How do you make those come together?
0: I think you start with organization because the body uh, has to make sense. You know where things go have to make sense. Mm -hmm. And once everything's organized, or once you know where you know how high someone can reach and what they wear first thing in the morning, and you know, the order in which they're going to be in the closet and use everything. Then you can, like, add color and you can add trim and textures and things.
1: Really? So you get that deep in speaking with someone, figuring out about what their, what their life cycle
0: of oh, a daily... Oh, it's my favorite thing. It's my favorite thing to get to know someone. And, you know, maybe they work out first thing in the morning, but what do they do? Do they do... So let's say they go for a run. Then their clothes are, like, super sweaty afterward. Where do they want their hamper? Do they like in the bathroom? Do they want a hamper with like breathability, you know, or do they do yoga and so they sort of wear the same clothes over and over maybe a couple times. <laughs> so like maybe they don't want their yoga clothes in a hamper, but they want it in like an open basket so they can wear them again.
1: Oh my God, you can do that. I never thought about that.
0: I do do yoga and you're mm-hmm. right. We use the it's same clothes. sort of, depending on how vigorously you do your yoga. <laughs> Not terribly. Since. You know, some people work out later. So the first thing they do is get ready in the morning with, the, and they wear a suit. And so that needs to be closest to the door. It needs to be at a certain length so that it's not wrinkled at the bottom. And then you get clothes back from the dry cleaner and where do those go? I mean, all of those details. Are you left-handed? Or are you right-handed?
2: Everything. I'm right-handed too. Into... Oh, sorry, that wasn't for me?
1: <laughs>
3: I love it all. Oh,
2: Dan,
1: so... we know you can't write. so I don't read good either. <laughs> damn it. No I mean this is the it's it's astonishing how in depth you can you can get with what you're designing. you are actually creating truly life reflecting spaces that is going to simplify and streamline your day your morning your afternoon correct
0: yeah, yeah, down to like somebody who collects sunglasses and just likes them sort of in a pile and they don't really care so much or they did, uh, you know they're kind of strewn about well if they're organized really really well in a drawer, then they're all of a sudden super precious and they're take- they're well taken care of. You know, so versus sort of like this is my collection. You open a drawer and they're sort of everywhere. Makes a it-
1: complete and total mess. So whatever that so you're going to ask those questions. How are you going to help organize your passions? Yeah. I've got in my closet for example, I've got a watch winder, which mm-hmm. is like kitty wampus on a shoe rack that's hanging out, it would be fabulous. I mean, what a greater sense of well-being you have when all these things that are stuff that you love are well-organized and put together.
0: Yeah, it's a good feeling. And then, you know, your closet is your most intimate space, and you're in it multiple times a day. So why not start your day... Loving what you're looking at,
2: and for the for the record, he was actually genuine in saying that to you because I've never seen that hand gesture before. Like mm. he was so awesomely dead set. I'm like, Dude, oh, and like the well, yeah. like, well, like, <laughs> hand talker? Never saw that one before.
1: You can pull the family out of Buffalo Mafia, <laughs> but you can't pull the Buffalo Mafia out of the family. <laughs> Speaking of which, by the way, we have to do uh, the musical night notes for uh, for this evening. Anna, I don't know if you know, we're working our way through Sinatra's entire sure. musical compendium, and tonight was an interesting musical selection. I learned some things when I was researching this. So, shall we begin? All right. Tonight's musical notes. This one is interesting. I Remember Tommy is the name of the album. It was released in 1961, and it was a tribute to the great Tommy Dorsey, the legendary orchestra that launched Sinatra's jump into the big time back in the 1930s and 40s. It was a reprise album, and Sinatra paid homage to his one-time boss by re-recording 14 of Dorsey's biggest hits. Now, this is what's intriguing Godfather fans know full well that the character of Johnny Fontaine was transparently based on Frank Sinatra. Moreover, the band leader who was made an offer he couldn't refuse the first time that phrase was used in the movie was actually Tommy Dorsey. Frank Sinatra was under contract to Tommy Dorsey, his godfather on whom the Don Corleone was based, was asked to help him uh, uh, break that contract, and uh, that was the outcome of the story. So somebody so, died. No, nobody died. In the, movie, about. in the movie, Don Corleone went and he offered uh, the band leader, who was never named, but again, it was Tommy Dorsey, um, $10,000 to let Frank Sinatra, Johnny Fontaine, out of his contract. The band leader refused the next day. The Don went back with Luca Brazzi. Luca Brazzi put a gun to his head and said, either your signature or your brains will be on this contract. Here's a check for $1,000. Make your decision. And that's how it came. And it's actually a relatively true story based on what I was able to research. Nevertheless, 20 years later, Sinatra, after Tommy Dorsey's death, decides he's going to go back and he's going to re-record a bunch of Tommy Dorsey's best tracks and, and most important tracks. I mean, that's complicated stuff, right? Yeah.
2: I almost kept up with you before I nodded off a few times, but that's fine. <laughs> All right. We'll get back onto the script.
1: <laughs> and by the way, I used the word stuff in the previous one, but Brett, just to maintain my reputation, will you do a woohoo and pretend like I oh, said yeah, something appropriate? We can do that. All right.
2: Yep. All right.
1: In terms of grass, the Gregory Rich album acquisition oh, scale... <laughs> I'm going to tell you not to worry about this particular album. It got mixed reviews when it first came out, and in this case, the critics were right. It's not bad, per se, but it's not really all that great. I am giving it a three and three-eighth stars on a nine-point scale. (laughs) You're an architect. It's pretty low, wow. It is. It is. Yeah, now, it's, it's kind of, I mean, there are a few decent tracks, but it's not worth listening to compared to everything else. All right, that was the uh, musical (laughs) notes, which is obligatory in the program. Let's go back to closets and Anna Abrams. Question, honestly, closet design kind of mirrors home design, I'm told, in many ways. What are the trends that you're seeing? What are people doing right now with their closets?
0: I think there are two ways to look at the trends. Um, Design-wise, it's a very like less is more as – as we're doing in our houses, too. Very white, very clean, kind of shaker fronts, very low-profile everything, sleek, um, a couple a couple versions of, like, you know, neutral wood tones. But I think kind of in, f- like, the whole theory of what the trends are lately is um, a lot of customization. I think people know how custom things can be. So nobody – we're not really – we're not putting up with sort of this is all that can fit or – this is all of this comes in or we can only get a hold of this. We know what what's out there. Mm-hmm. And I think the trend is to expect customization and a really kind of intimate relationship with who is sort of applying their knowledge to your closet.
1: All right. So you've used intimate a couple of times with closets. Yeah. And I think it's absolutely accurate because, my God, this is a closet is looking into the soul of a person. I mean, this is everything they've selected to express themselves
0: and everything life. they're hiding is
1: in their closet. You, you took special relish in that. Well done. You're exactly right. So, what, so tell me, what can you tell about a person by their closet?
0: You know, what's funny is it's it's sort of sad. You can't always tell a whole lot about a person by their closet because they can be the most organized person in the world. But if they have one wire bar across it, it's, it's a disaster. Hmm. Um, I think that you can tell when someone really, really wants to be organized and they have all sorts of – Stuff hanging from Target and Ikea and all of this, you know, these extra sort of accessories that kind of help you be organized. Um, And then there – I think really what you learn about a person is when you're in the closet with them and they're talking you through the closet um, because you learn what bothers them. Some people say like, look, I'm so organized. This closet bothers me and the closet is is a disaster. There's no way they're actually organized, you know.
1: Interesting.
0: Or – or they say, you know, it's a, it's a real mess in there. I, I don't know. Sorry. And I walk in and it's perfectly fine and they're barely filling it up with anything, you know. So it's not really I think the stuff in the closet or what the closet looks like. It's the experience with the person in the closet.
1: Their awareness okay. of self.
0: Right. Right. Sure.
1: As they're coming through. Oh, fascinating! Oh, we're gonna we're gonna psychologically scar. This is supposed to drive business to you, but frankly, people are gonna be terrified. to Let you in
2: their closet. Once. Can I see your closet, please? Yeah, in the creepy voice. In the creepy voice. You know
0: what's really interesting, though, about closets and people is that we I see I've seen thousands of closets in my life. I mean, all the time, every week, hundreds of closets, and everybody is basically the same. I mean, really, I it. really? the same problems, the same relationships, the same opinions. Um, it's just like the details that are different. Everybody says, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. It's so messy. Well, it's not really that messy. I see this all the time.
1: You feel obli- obligated to apologize sure. for that no matter what it, what it is. And
0: people have the same questions like, should this be like this? What am I doing wrong? It's the exact same thing as the 50 I just saw.
2: And most, most people carry so many things that they're either A, don't fit into anymore or B, they're never going to wear again.
0: You know how many purge. Wedding, you know many wedding dresses I see that are hanging at the front of the closet? Yeah. Like the Seriously? light switch is the just one just like, time you
2: wear it like, yeah.
0: What is this doing right here? Is that a was box
1: chosen for aesthetics, I would bet. Or perhaps bringing out a memory.
0: Like reminding shooting. you every morning that you never, should be putting forget. that in a damn
1: box that's hermetically sealed <laughs> and put in the basement as the lord god intended.
0: Right. <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah,
1: no. I mean it it is. I mean you're you're completely exposed. I think about, all right, let me ask you this question. This was not on the plan. So, whatever. On average, how many polo shirts would you say the average guy owns?
0: Um, 17.
1: 17? (laughs) That high? Really? You think a lot?
0: 17 or 8. It's one of those two. On average.
1: What about a woman? How many pairs of shoes do you think the average woman owns? This is
0: really funny, actually. Some women, you know, some people say... Oh my gosh, I have a major shoe problem and they have like 25 pairs of shoes and they're like, sorry, this is so embarrassing. And sometimes people have 178 pairs of shoes
1: oh,
0: and they say, do you have a place, do you know where I can put these? Like they have no problem with 178 pairs, but someone's embarrassed of, you know, having 25. Fascinating.
1: It is. How about how many people, how many guys require more space in their closet versus...
0: I would say like it's 40-60.
1: No is way. Is it really? Yes.
0: A lot of guys have wow. a lot more um, stuff than women do.
1: Interesting. Damn. All right. I feel much better because I use <laughs> yeah. more space You're my You're the mother. 60s
2: not the 40s so <laughs> <laughs> casino, casino <laughs> wears just a black suit all the time. You have options.
1: This is true. Yeah, uh, We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment folks. Stay with us.
2: She means her tender songs for somebody.
3: Else. This is Dr. Sarah Brewer. And Dr. Lashonda Jung from Roots Chiropractic. We all want a higher quality of life, but making that happen can be difficult. At Roots Chiropractic, we specialize in light touch specific neurological adjustments to support your body's natural ability to heal. From birth trauma to everyday bumps and falls and life's daily stresses, at Roots, we offer natural, drug-free solutions to keep every baby, child, parent, and grandparent thriving. Are you ready to restore your energy and achieve overall health? We are located off of Minnetonka Boulevard in St. Louis Park. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or on the web at rootschiropracticmn.com. Book your first appointment online today. Mention that you're an AM 950 listener and receive the VIP discount of 50% off your initial exam. Roots Chiropractic, located in the Texatonka Plaza in St. Louis Park. Roots Chiropractic, empower your life and health.
2: A country dance was being held in a garden. I felt a bump and heard, an old, oh, beg your pardon, suddenly I saw polka dots and moonbeams all around the pug nose dream.
1: Welcome back to Drink in the Style, the brought to you by Habitation and Furnishing tonight. and Design, the district of Dinah. We're speaking with Anna Abrams from Twin Cities Closets and we are like basically psychoanalyzing people based on their clients or their closets and uh, and learning how much we can do with that psychological ammunition.
0: Yeah, it's good to ask a lot of questions, and get to know everything.
1: It's true. It's true. So, all right, let's ask a, a couple of additional questions. Let's Let's go back to some math and some numbers and things right. like that. Most of the time, let's say you're building a brand new house, a mm-hmm. uh, builder is going to either ignore the closet. I mean they literally will leave you with an empty space. If you're lucky, maybe a rack to hang your your, your sure. hangers on. Uh, if you have somebody else, maybe they'll give you a wire collection. Right. Which is a terrible idea, by the way, because wire shelves will permanently indent your sweaters. Right, right. Nobody knows this, but – I have a mighty armada of sweaters and if you have that bottom layer, it'll screw those up and suddenly you're like stratified. Sure. So if you're building a new house, you have have to, to line item your closets. Right. Everybody hates a question about budget, cost, but still. How much should someone expect to spend on a single custom closet, let's say off a master bedroom? And how much should somebody budget for all of their closets in a house if they're doing something new?
0: Well, it's it's really there's no such thing as an average sized closet. People mm-hmm. say their closet is average size. I mean, it's just it you know six by ten could be average, four by five those are two totally different prices and totally different layouts. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're twelve by fourteen, and then maybe you can fit an island in. And it, it, there's there's just nothing. Average about it.
1: An but. island, by the way, I got to say, are those popular uh, within closets? Yes. Because there's nothing better than having an island in your closet where you yes. can fold your clothes. For sure. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. Okay. I love folding clothes on an island. Yeah. That's...
1: Right? All right. I cut you off. I'm sorry. Keep going.
0: No, no. Um, I, I think if you had, if I had to take an average price over the l- long haul of my career, I would say that maybe – you could say 150 to $200 a linear foot. So if you oh, kind of measure out your closet. But interesting. It, it doesn't necessarily always end up that way because if a closet needs six sets of drawers, it's a much more expensive closet than zero drawers.
1: Maybe. So if you have, so let's say you're walking in and you've got a kid's closet. Sure. For example, um, and it's, a, it's an eight-foot long space and it is three feet deep or something like that. Folding sure. drawers or folding doors? Yep, okay. sure. Um, is that the type of thing where you would say simply the best solution is putting in a series of shelves or should you go full bore? Should you actually – can you do organizational amazing work with that?
0: Tons of organizational amazing work with that. depends on how old the kids are. Hmm. The, if it's a baby or like a toddler, we should triple hang the clothes so that they're, you know, there's not a ton of room b- between – hanging clothes and the floor. So It goes
1: back to like the uh, the, the, uh, the the basketball players in Chicago right, or something right. like that. A baby's onesie is like a it's foot like and a half. 18
0: inches tall, right, right. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, and then since everything in closet world is adjustable these days, so you start with really, really packing in as much hanging as possible. Babies and toddlers and little kids need lots of drawers for tiny socks and underwear, mm-hmm. even shoes and drawers sometimes if they're that little. And then eventually move things around as they get taller.
1: Do you do a lot of planning for growth for kids? Expectation? Are there things that you can do to make sure that, you know, something that worked when you were two years old is still going to work when you're 14 years old?
0: Yeah, yeah. Moving shelves and poles, hanging poles around is super easy. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, people get taller and people need different things. Mm -hmm. When kids play sports, they usually need baskets for sort of open you know, airflow for sportsy equipment and, and clothes.
1: Mm-hmm. And proper ventilation if your kids play soccer or right. something like right. that is extremely important. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so basically what you're saying is if you're building a house or you're doing a remodeling project, you can come in and you will ask questions about how the current use is and how you're going to be using in the future. And Twin Cities Closets can – prepare for both occurrences.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's part of the sort of investigation at the beginning mm-hmm. is who lives here now and, you know, with the children – will they switch rooms around? Will this become an office? Mm-hmm. Will an office become a baby's room? hmm You know –
1: so preparation, contingency planning, yeah,
0: yeah, if yeah. you will.
1: You know, I mentioned I, I forgot to ask you on segment four. I always try to ask you to tell me where people can learn more about you, and I forgot. So before we move on, Twin Cities Closets, how do people see the work that you've done and how do people get in touch with you?
0: tcclosets.com is our website, and Anna Abrams underscore closet design is my Instagram
1: handle. Really? Do you have all the various stuff that you've got?
0: Um, I do, yeah.
1: All right. So, w- thinking about the Instagram account, what is the coolest thing someone's going to see on that? Which particular project would you say <sighs> is like?
0: Check I did it a out? really, really cool um, men's closet. Um, it was just floor to ceiling glam, mm. super cool, and the walls sort of behind all of his clothes were mirrored. And there was incredible wallpaper, you know, if there was any drywall showing, it was in this incredible wallpaper and the floor was tile, like Moroccan encaustic tile. I mean it was gorgeous, gorgeous. Seriously. And then it's closed like every single shirt was, you know, an inch and a quarter away from the other shirt. Perfectly. And it photographed strange. perfectly and it was like my dream project. They were thrilled. <sighs> it was really cool.
1: Do you do – I've always thought that it would be a good idea to have nit, n- little nicks in the in the closet to make sure each and every hanger goes into the right place. I think it's a
0: great idea until you have more clothes than
1: those <laughs> allow. And then Actually, no, that's a great thing because you know what? You should have a certain level. You've got to purge as you sure. move forward. You don't want to always hold on to different things. I agree. So if you've only got so many, I literally do this with hangers in my closet. Sure. If I don't have a hanger. I refuse to buy another hanger. Yep. Somebody has to go. Yeah. Make sense? Sure. And you run that. All right. Okay. So I, I have to ask a question.
2: Now, this is this is more fun but uh and i prepped that was no fun yeah well no no but this is more more (laughs) fun like the worst experience i'm I'm gonna put you on the spot so yeah i'm gonna do it so and i'm gonna preface myself right so putting you know putting shit in a glass bleep it uh and making cocktails and then you come home to my house and my home bar is extravagant with all the spirits but it's not cocktail friendly because i don't like cocktails really i drink spirit and i that's it I, i like the pure that being said you sell closets. What does your closet at home look like?
0: My closet is perfect for me. <laughs> yeah, for me. For perfect. me. But is, 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 it, is it a custom closet? Oh, for sure. Of course. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, every single thing. I, inch- I was really
2: hoping for, like, eh, it's not
0: oh, no. Good. Since right. I was seven, I've been organizing my closets and redesigning them. Yeah. It's
1: <laughs> the Tetris
2: thing. There it <laughs> is. No, it's,
0: I've measured every single thing I own. So and- you,
2: you perhaps found your calling, and I did not. Shit. I said it
1: again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Amy Heimerman's WooHoo is getting a hell of a workout I tonight. haven't sworn in episodes, like <laughs> two in one. You just totally made up for it. Don't yeah. Worry about you know. <laughs> it. But you brought up something too. So you, you've you got the bar, you've got the space. Twin Cities Closets does more than just closets though, right? You sure. do organization oh. of all types. What sure. else do you do?
0: Um, pantries. These days I'm doing a lot of pantries. Pantries are awesome. Garages. Garages are incredible because, you know, People can have a three-car garage. They're only using one-and-a-half stalls because kids' bikes and sports equipment and everything is jammed into the third stall. And the half stall is to walk through. Right. But we put – we organize the garage and we can do cool interesting finishes that are all weatherproof. The, so much detail that you would never think about with every single tool you own. And then, you know, three weeks later it's installed and you have three whole car car's worth of car storage now, yeah. you know.
1: It is insane. I mean, organization, what it does is, is breathtaking. You can take clutter and you can distribute it into organizational fashion, and suddenly you have created
0: space. That should be my motto distribute your clutter.
1: Right. You're welcome.
0: What we're doing? <laughs> Distribute redistributing the clutter.
1: You owe me one drink every time you use that
0: expression. <laughs> yeah.
1: Is that acceptable?
2: Yeah, poured out for the dead homies.
0: <laughs> Come on.
1: <laughs> no, it's uh, it's uh, it's it's true. It, it, it's absolutely true. So uh, again, so uh, bars. Are you doing a lot with bars? Have you done a lot yes, of really cool I bars? Yes, I love a
0: wine bar. Oh, absolutely. Really? Cool stuff. There's there so many neat like imported Italian glass, you know, finishes and. Really neat things to do with mirrors and textures.
1: You know, so a trend in the fifties and sixties that I've always kind of admired was putting in this bizarre, almost like closet room that has a drop-down bar yeah, on it. Some of the sure. old houses. Any chance that's coming back? Have you seen that? <laughs> Maybe for you. <laughs> Otherwise known as I'm just sitting in the closet drinking. <laughs> yeah. You're leading the witness, Greg. <laughs> I think we should try to make that happen again. I think next time you're working on a building project, I it think you d- should harken back to it's this. It's
0: funny that you say that because just just last night I was actually mentioning to a client that we should make a little um, sliding window between her pantry and her bar so we can we mm. can – um, outfit the bar with food from the pantry and drinks from the pantry so maybe I did just do that did she <laughs> buy into it yeah. she's yes, in favor yes she's doing that there yeah. was a wall between them and we're making a little sliding window so she can outfit the bar from the pantry Oh my maybe God. we did that
1: see that's perfect again the world basically just bends back towards some kind of inebriation could you call that uh, the pandemic pantry door
0: yeah oh. that's what yeah. yeah that's
1: what we should call it <laughs> Zing. (laughs) All right. Well, there it is, my friends. We have drunk our way through another episode. On behalf of Habitation Furnishing and Design, the District of Dinah, Anna Abrams from Twin Cities Closets. By the way, great company. Seriously, look into this company. I'd like to wish everybody good luck this coming week. And I'll finish with a quote from Barbara Hemphill, who I have no idea who she is clutter is just postponed decisions. Good night everybody.